recorded live. All right. Good evening, everybody. It is Tuesday, July 25th, 2017, and we are here tonight with um, one of our more successful coaches, Don Gron, who is really good at helping people to eliminate tax liens and to deal with this beast known as the IRS. Uh, he's not afraid of them. He knows how to deal with them. <laughs> well, and I, the reason I know how to deal with them is not be, just because of my own research, but I have had some mentors in the uh, around the past and right now that have uh, guided me very strongly. The, the main one is a guy named David Merlin. He's he's uh, oh, yeah. been a friend of mine for for 20 years or so, and, and he's he and I both got started separately. Uh, on different issues, I had a sale of a, a, a house and a, a capital gains problem. They thought it was a 100% capital gains from zero up to the selling price, and I uh, fixed that. And also, at the same time, uh, uh, with my business, uh, I questioned uh, the taxes they wanted on that, wanted on that, and I um, checked out the laws and got back with them and, and got a letter back. It's a 99999 letter saying that based on the information you have supplied, you are no longer required to file or pay income taxes. That was back in 94. And I made the mistake of showing a friend or two who were what I was doing, and I was able to help them, and they told friends or two, and all of a sudden I changed my business from security and things into helping the IRS work and doing really good, uh, just using the law and helping, and also information from seminars and from Dave Merlin and others to uh, learn uh, the law and actually very simple uh, that, that you um, I just essentially uh, quote the law and put it back in their face it's all framed in, uh, in legalese and, and making them an offer to pay if they can show that I have a liability and have given me a true bill and other things and I made them offers for years and they haven't ever been able to accept that offer and, and not been able to fight the laws that are their laws that uh, point to the fact that uh, we're not under obligation to pay unless we volunteer into it, essentially, because we're not named in any statute. Uh, by the way, am I going too fast? No. Okay. Anyway, so uh, essentially the tax laws are laws, and laws are statutes, and regulations modify the laws and help implement them like a, a in traffic, uh, you're supposed to stop at a stop sign. That's the law. And the regulations provide uh, provisions and penalties in case you are uh, disobeying that law. They can uh, hammer you. Well, that's the way it is with the IRS. And the, but you have to be named as being uh, as having the law applied to your you or your class of activity uh, to um, make it apply to you. And if it applies, it applies, and you should obey it. And that's what I was trying to do and trying to get answers to verify and clarify uh, my status as a, uh, as, as one of their assumed, presumed taxpayer persons. Am I a taxpayer defined in the statutes in, in 1.1, in section 1? Oh, no, it just says individuals. Well, everybody's an individual, but where's an individual defined? Well, individuals are defined in the... Um, regulations 1.1-1 1. 1 
and essentially as any a citizen or resident of the United States, and uh, that's where you're defined. So, but having it being defined there uh, is too little, too late. Yeah, it's, it's still it has to be defined in the uh, uh, statute as such. I see, I have a reference here. Uh, Calamero um, uh, is a case that says that uh, I can find it where to go. Oh, yeah, it's right here. It says that uh, a regulation that purports to create a legal requirement not imposed by Congress in the statute in the underlying. Yeah, I, 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 I started ad libbing here. Let me start over. <laughs> a regulation that purports to create a legal requirement not imposed by Congress in the underlying statute is invalid. Invalid. That's a case of U.S. versus Colomero, 354 U.S. 351. Repeat and, that again, and, please. That's a, that's a United States Supreme Court case. Uh, okay. U.S. versus Calamero, C-A-L-A-M-A-R-O. And, and uh, that's an important one. And, and so... Since you're not named in the statute, well, you're not named. <laughs> it's uh, and so and the regulation it makes it valid, and that's just basics. And then also, uh, we have um, a nice thing. Uh, we look to the IRS for guidance. I mean, they have well, they issue uh, a tax guide for every year, and we have them going back to 1993. And for the tax guide is publication 17, and it's been out well every year at least since '93, and and so essentially uh, on different pages for and I'm having for all years here for 2014 uh, on page 98 we have a, a basis of property for uh, uh, for taxing and things and it says uh, the chapter discusses how to figure your basis of property. Divided into following sections. First one is cost basis. So you, you figure your tax cost basis. So and that's I mean everything tends to have a cost when you go to buy something it has a cost, right? And so items have sure. costs, and if you buy something you pay money for it. And and, and property has costs. And one of the most what uh, uh, most precious properties is one's uh, being and one's time and talent and treasures. And I mean you're. All you have in this life is the time that's allotted to your lifetime, and and you can meet that out any way you want, for good or for bad or whatever. And generally, uh, if you want to uh, do something in exchange for property, like money or something, it's called a fair exchange, and that's not a taxable event (laughs) under contract because, um, well, uh, there's something called fair market value, and I'm going to have to have another sip here. Uh, sippy, sippy. Oh, that, that's good. Uh, all that bourbon and a little bit of 7-Up really helps. <laughs> now, no bourbon. <laughs> anyway, so the cost basis uh, and, and, and the fair market value, just reading right from the tax guide itself. And let me see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheat. I'm going to go get my glasses. No cheating. Yeah, I'm gonna to try to put them on here. Oh yeah, here we go. Wow, hey, look at that. Yeah, the cost basis. The basis of property you buy is usually its cost. 
The cost is the amount you pay in cash, debt, obligations, other property, or services. Services. Well, uh, when it comes to services, services include or involve labor. So, uh, uh, the property involves involving labor. Property and, and labor is a cost. So, your cost includes the amount you pay for uh, different items and things. So, and then there's fair market value, which is the price at which a property would be change hands between a willing buyer and a willing seller, either having to buy or sell and both having a reasonable knowledge of all the necessary facts. Sales of similar property or services on or about the same date may be helpful in figuring the fair market value of the property. So essentially, uh, the IRS likes to think that you didn't buy your labor when you essentially sold your labor. So uh, somebody paying fair market value for your labor uh, means that they're, they're, anything you have is all income. It's not fair exchange, but that's wrong. And essentially, uh, Dave Merlin has done great research into uh, this stuff and uh, this line of, of of what the IRS has to verify what the intent is and the meanings of words. Because in law, words have meanings and precise meanings, and they uh, hold weight. And uh, a, a word like all or any means all or any, and any property <laughs> is, means includes all property. And property is involved in services too. So that's um, what we have here. And I can get this stuff here. So, uh, so, and there's a section in the tax code. Uh, well, actually, there's many sections. Uh, yeah, let me back up and go into sections uh, that create liability. In fact, I I put in my uh, laws, uh, uh, you know. IRS code and laws is, is how many pages of uh, 20 pounds of rice paper I think it is 10,000 pages well, one guy went and read through all that and David Merlin and he did end up uh, finding a couple of key sections that if they uh, hammer him well they hammer him if they, right. uh, they release him they release him the words are the words black and white and he found a couple of sections that released him. But first, I'm just going to go into here uh, that uh, the tax code at Title 26 has liability provisions for other different things: estate taxes, FICA, railroad employment taxes, excise, automobile taxes, manufacturers' excise, wagers, vehicle use, petroleum chemicals excises, gallonage, spirits, wines, you know, all this. And, that, and these all have specific provisions and. Uh, and sections of that code that state exactly who is liable for those taxes. So, okay, if you're liable, you got to pay them. And so, if you're doing these things that create uh, wages or just the older, you know, you got to pay the taxes, and that's fair. And I'm, I want to obey the laws. In fact, that's the whole basis of my, my thing is that I'm trying to obey the laws. I'm trying to get explanations of the laws. And so, um, uh, essentially, um, uh, and by the way, there's Oh, there's so many avenues I can go down. There's also a bill of rights uh, for taxpayers that you p people probably have in their uh, in, in the papers that they received from the IRS. And the first bill of right is one that you are entitled to a clear explanation of the laws in all communications and correspondence, everything else. But the IRS seems to think that, uh, and in cases that they've been to court, 
the IRS is trying to claim that you don't have any right to understand the law. If that is huh. crazy, I don't know what is, but that's it. But anyway, so we have all those liability provisions here. And, uh, but on the list, uh, and I make this into a form in which we start off by saying that this is an official inquiry uh, under the Taxpayer Bill of Rights and under uh, Title 31 uh, CFR regulations, uh, official inquiry to determine uh, the lawful obligations I have to the IRS. And this is also my offer, timely bona fide offer, to pay upon receipt from the IRS under the Administrative Procedures Act, the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, the Reform and Respecting Act of Certified of my liability in a true bill. So if they can provide that, I'm, I'm going to pay. And essentially, uh, the official inquiries uh, means that uh, uh, they have to respond to a treasury inquiry about the law if, it, if it's applicable. So we got them on that. And so uh, we put this out with the requirements showing the liability provisions on page one. And then we say that we don't see it. Uh, well, this is what we say. So I, like, I failed to find any statutory authority in this Title 26 list or in the statutes at large creating or imposing any legal liability to file or pay Subtitle A, income tax. Subtitle A isn't in this list of liability provisions. And I have not been able to find it, and nor has anybody else in the world. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so then we, uh, of course, we want to, obey the law. We don't want to be guilty of uh, Title 26, 7201, uh, attempt to evade or defeat tax. We don't want that. We don't want to be willfully uh, evading the tax. Or how about Section 7203, willful failure to file a return or supply information or pay the tax for any person who's required under this title to, uh, to pay the estimated tax or required to pay title and things. So uh, we want to verify that we are required and also in section 6001 uh, of the code, it says every person uh, required, um, or every person liable, that's right, every person liable uh, shall keep these records and do that. And six, section 6011 says every person who's, uh, who's, uh, let's see, what's the exact words? Every, uh, every person made liable, that's what it is. Every person made liable, and shall supply records. Well, I was saying in those sections that if you're liable or if you're made liable, uh, does, does that mean that you are liable? Or does that, does that by saying you, uh, uh, no, it doesn't say that. Where does it say that I'm liable or made liable? That has to be a separate section. It's saying that you're, because Tad, you're liable, man, and you owe me. So you pay up right now, man. You owe me Well, wait a minute, where's the section that makes me liable? Uh, it's my word. I, I'm the authority here. Well, and, uh, where, where in the section does it say that you get to uh, make that determination? Oh, there's 10,000 pages here, man. It's got to be in there somewhere. It's IRS I'm sure code. it is. As soon as you find it, bring it to me and we'll do business. <laughs> That's sort of my chance. You got it, brother. And so, <laughs> so I think we're on the same page, Ted. Anyway, and so then I just put out here that... Uh, since notification of a legal responsibility is the first essential of, of due process, that's in the case of Connolly versus Construction Company, another U.S. Supreme Court case. Uh, so it's the first essential of due process of law. And so I won't be operating unlawfully or being accused of willfully evading or defeating any tax imposed 
or any explicit known legal duty, can the IRS at section uh, 7803, uh, and that's another one, uh, cite a statute at large or statutory authority for subtitle A, income tax liability, that a prosecutor can legally require, uh, excuse me, the prosecutor can legally rely upon requiring me, a non-federal person, to file or pay uh, IRS taxes. And so then I give them a, a nice place to answer here. The answer is the statutory, of, uh, statutory, <laughs> statutory authority. How about that? I, I, I like that word, though, statutory. <laughs> statutory. <laughs> we create new words here, folks. Yeah, yeah. Statutory authority creating or imposing the liability for filing and paying indirect subtitle A income taxes and regulations are found at blank USC section and yeah. and I and I and I will say I've been putting this uh, little um, exhibit of law into the IRS for um, oh at least a decade yeah wait, 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 oh yeah well more than a decade. Uh, and uh, funny thing, you know what? I've never gotten a response back. Uh, so not not one, never. And, and uh, so I have this as a, as a caveat here that until this question is answered, and all other state uh, until this question is answered, comma, all other IRS statements, claims, and actions are extortionate, null, and void ab initio, as the IRS has failed to bear its Administrative Procedures Act, burden of proof for its presumed territorial personum or subject matter jurisdictions. And since ignorance, ignorance of the law is no excuse, especially for officials, if the statute, if no statute is stated, or until the IRS can show that it has not deprived me of, I'm going to introduce it, Section 83, a general rule that dictates taxation of services and labor. Uh, the IRS concedes that its agents are conspiring to extort money uh, under color of law and pretense of office. And it's also called ultra virus. It's beyond their authority. So, and, and so, and so this, since this exhibit of law question has never been answered timely by citing any obligatory law, such non-verification of taxing liability statutes is now accepted by the IRS and its agent, whoever that is, by their agent's tacit procuration, which means just uh, you're just being silent, not uh, not answering things, which is uh, indicative of fraud too. But, uh, so anyway, uh, and now accepted by the IRS as its agent's tacit procuration that the undersigned is not proven reliable for subtitle A income taxation and is not required to file any forms slash returns or pay the IRS. Uh, does that sound like a logical uh, uh, approach there? I, I mean, reasoning, I mean, under the law, any, any questions on that, Ted? Um, no, we can probably catch it on the recording, though. <laughs> There's okay. a lot to that. So, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Maybe okay. you could just sum that up real quick in a, in a very short yeah. sentence. Yeah, so essentially... All the liability provisions out there, there's no, no section creating liability for us. Okay, and then there's also, like I mentioned earlier, about the fact that property and is, any property includes uh, services, and services, um, uh, property and services includes labor. And so essentially, there's a section 
uh, well, there's several sections, of course. <laughs> there's one section of the uh, 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 and the uh, um, CFR in the regulations. It's 1.61a, uh, the, uh, the general definition of gross, well, gross income. Uh, gross income means all income from whether whatever services derived, okay, comma, unless excluded by law. Well, so gross means all income except excluded by law. Well, is there another law maybe that could be excluded? Well, <laughs> in titles between uh, section 70 to 92 or so, there's uh, those are some of the exceptions. And in that in that range, there is one section which is a general rule. It's U.S. Code Section 83, and it's property transferred in connection with performance of services or labor. You know, services is uh, actions and doing things, and that's labor. So the general rule, uh, if in connection with the performance of services, property is transferred to any person other than the person to whom the services are performed, the excess, the excess of, one, the fair market value of such property, blah, 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 over, two, the amount paid for such property shall be included in the gross income. So that's it in, in essence. So the fair market value of the property uh, over the amount paid for the property. So there's a fair market exchange because if, you, if your uh, labor wasn't worth anything, then it wouldn't pay you. And that would be, uh, I mean, uh, it would be worthless and nobody would pay you. But, but generally, uh, I think some cotton pickers know that uh, that's called slavery. And, uh, and that's been outlawed in this country. So you have to have fair recompense for your services. And, and then if you get things right. over and above that, and you get things over above that contract, I mean, you contract with your uh, employer, and if you get things over like above, like tips and other things like this, well, that's uh, countable as income, but, but the contract amount is fair exchange, and that is um, not a taxable event. And that's right there included in this publication 17 that I mentioned earlier about that they actually state that uh, cost basis of uh, for figuring taxes and basis of, of what you pay for property and or services or what you earn uh, by, uh, well, if you're selling uh, uh, books or something, and, uh, you have a cost and, and your profit on top of that. But if it's your labor that you're giving in performance of services, well, that is a contract for the fair market value and that is a fair exchange. And, uh, and so you can eat and you can come back tomorrow and, and do it again. And, and uh, it's only fair. So that's, that's essentially a lot in a nutshell there. I can go on and on. Uh, there's only, like I could say, there's 10,000 pages in the IRS thing. But what we do for liens and levies, you're concerned about that. Uh, well, I like to get people before they ever get to the lien and levy part because we sure. make the IRS just, just go away with just answering questions of law here. And by the way, uh, I mentioned the Taxpayer Bill of Rights. Uh, that's a publication that they put out. It's a nice one pager. Usually it's on like newsprint or something. And there's 10 rights that you have. And the first one is, uh, like I say, ex you're entitled to a clear explanation of the laws. Let me see if I can get it here. And 
But what I've done with that taxpayer bill of rights is I've converted that into a nice little contract. And that's, um, and so at the bottom we have, uh, on the left side, we, we accept in good faith uh, this, this uh, taxpayer bill of rights as an American national waiting IRS statute defining me as a taxpayer. Then you sign there, and then on the right side is for your friendly neighborhood IRS agent to to sign by saying it's affirmed and adhered to and accountable under the IRC section 7803A3, uh, and uh, and he signs and dates that. And, and, and this taxpayer bill of rights was really put out um, uh, in um, oh, about seven, eight years ago, I guess. But then, uh, end of 2015, the Congress got a hold of this piece of paper and said, by golly, maybe we ought to make that into law. And so they did. They made it into a law under 7803A3, and that's under the uh, commissioner who uh, has the uh, is enforcement to make sure that all employees uh, uh, are aware of this and, and apply this to everything here. So that's good. And so I, I've made this into a contract and have a FOIA request to the uh, commissioner to uh, uh, to at least uh, uh, make sure that this is uh, uh, being applied, especially uh, the, your right to be informed uh, on number one and the right to challenge the IRS's position in number four or D and then the, on the right to privacy, the right to due process and everything else. So these are your rights, and we make sure they're they're enforced. Whether they, and if they try to uh, call things frivolous, well, I uh, got that uh, battened down. They've, they've had the whole thing of frivolous arguments that they've had to revise over the years because they've used improper things, uh, tax tax code ruling footnotes to try to enforce <laughs> enforce things. So they've had to modify that, and we put poke holes in that. And essentially, the main hole is that uh, your labor uh, is uh, is inviolable. Uh, it's your most pro- precious property, and they can't tax that. And there's no provision in the law that allows that. So you must volunteer to be subject to that. And of course, your friendly employer will help you volunteer with a W-4 form, and and uh, that you can voluntarily fill out. But if you view, then you're really uh, under the uh, and you're putting the employer in a bad position to have to enforce things on you, and and you being the uh, uh, well the low man on the totem pole, uh, the IRS can hammer the employer who doesn't want anything to do with any extra overhead, and you sometimes can be uh, dispensed with in a terrible sure. situation. But that's that's life in this wonderful. Free yeah. uh, society, free society that we are so uh, happy to to share. So, so anyway, I, can, I can go on. Yeah, I, I think I can probably stop. So and have. Would you like to take a couple of questions? Oh yeah, if they're real simple. <laughs> okay, if you got questions, hit star eight on your phone, and we'll be happy to call on you. Um, by the way, Don, how many more people can we take for coaching? Oh, well, you know, I also do television work, and uh, so yeah. But by the way, y'all want to see who's on the 
who's talking at you, uh, go to Donald Gron, G-R-A-H-N, G-R-A-H-N, Donald Gron. Just put that into any search engine, you'll pop right up to my YouTube channel. About 480 TV shows are on there, and the ones I did for today and uh, and, uh, Thursday are are excellent shows. So uh, you you might be, uh, if you can handle the truth, fasten your lap strap and you watch the show. It's pretty heavy stuff. I've got an excellent, it's not me, it's my panel and people I have on my shows that make it really, pretty good. I've been doing shows for the last 12 years. So, um, uh, how many, yeah, if, if you guys have any questions, hit star eight on your phone. So, uh, how many people can you take right now for oh, um, yeah, yeah, coaching? Right. That, that, that was a question. That, that, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, one, two, okay. three, four. Yeah, maybe about three, three or four. Uh, okay, I'm only so, one man. And I'm working with, with a guy named Tad here. And, uh, and so I'm trying to train him how to handle things. And but it's essentially, everybody has a different situation. And nobody is in the exact same spot. So you have to be customized. But I have, oh, I think I have 100 different codes or more uh, that are delineated in, into exhibits of law that are uh, usable in court. And that's our main aim is to uh, have the philosophy philosophy of uh, hope for the best but prepare for the worst and I think the worst thing you can do is end up in court so I have court exhibits that are very strong that the IRS does not want to see in court, will not cannot handle in court so they'll, they'll try to uh, bow out and concede uh, whatever they have to do, we, we've been up to the courthouse steps and and uh, <laughs> one little uh, obstetrician she was uh, she, they tried to make her an offer and compromise that they're, you know, fifty percent off, and she said, "No, I don't think I owe you anything. I'm gonna go to get, let's get to the Senate court." And he left and came back in the hall. It's all in the hall. Came back and said, "Okay, twenty percent. You paid twenty percent." And goes away. She said, "No, I'm not. I don't think I owe you. I'm going to court and get this squared away." And they came back again and said, "Okay, uh, we're dropping the case." <laughs> so, I mean, all right. And then I did have right. a lean release, lean release to last week, so that's good. Two hundred ninety thousand. So, so you guys are listening. If you're dealing with some IRS issues, um, we have coaching available for you that can help you to um, deal with these problems that you're having. And Don here seems to have. A higher success rate than anybody else that I've heard. Well, I think so David guys, Merlin probably. Well, David Merlin does on the criminal side. I'm on the civil side. When it comes to uh, taxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, well, I will if, say if, uh, some other some other gurus out there. Um, uh, I've gotten their. Um, can I say dropouts? I'm not sure if they're dropouts or if they're people who have been uh, um, their followers who have uh, gotten them themselves. In a big mess with uh, frivolous filings, OIDs, and all kinds of oh, yeah. extra things that have uh, proven to be uh, uh, not nice, not nice appearing. But uh, uh, the bottom line is that they don't work, and sometimes they're entrapments. So it's it's uh, it's a very, I mean, well, I just say that the IRS makes me madder than hell. 
<laughs> and, and, so, and so I, but I'm working to to make sure I don't get ensnared in, and essentially you're asking questions and asking for explanations of the law, which you is your right and everything else that they cannot hammer you. Um, and if they do, we have answers for that too. Okay. So if you guys want coaching, uh, go to youhavetheright.com, find the contact link, get in touch with me, and I can set you up with a call with Don, and we can go over your situation to see um, what can be done. Uh, Okay, hold on, Don, hold on. Somebody's got a question in the chat. Please ask Don, if one has filed many different things, right. is his process one that overrides all those prior processes and undo them? Yes. I, I, was, I was trying to read that one to you as well. <laughs> That's exactly right there. It's, which is Cal, Cali Beach Gal? Yeah. Uh, that, that's right. We we have to go back uh, and uh, and redo things and set the record straight. It's all, everything's for the record and everything's conditionally conditioned precedent. The IRS presumes an awful lot, and you, you fall under their presumption that you are uh, a taxpayer and have no rights, and everything that is, comes into your pocket is taxable. But uh, that's, that's a presumption that we break, and so we have to go and break those. Uh, uh, prior process as well as well and get the records set straight so it's all for the record record for court and uh, like I say they don't want that record in the court alright so we have room for about three or four people to join us now so it is limited uh, when we have those four people three or four people I say three yeah. or four because some cases are probably more complex than others that may limit yeah. how many we can take so but as I work through things, then, you know, a month later we probably get three or four more in, you know. Okay. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we have to work out some of the people that we're working with now. Yeah, yeah, well, make them happy, that, but, you know, it's a process. Yeah. It takes a while. Yeah, yeah I'm afraid it does. I, I, uh, through Chad, we established a limited power of attorney so I can be a ghostwriter to do things. And, uh, I'll go to Hello? No, go ahead, Don. Okay. Somebody was just oh, talking okay. without muting. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, so yeah. So I, I essentially, uh, I mean, most writer usually takes uh, well anywhere from a couple of months to a year. Some some people have gotten themselves so ensconced, you know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I've had some people come to me with uh, ten levies, uh, ten liens, and uh, uh, have a most of them all for frivolous filings from well other <laughs> other gurus, and uh, so we gurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, any other questions I can ask you? Yeah, uh, folks, if you have any questions, hit star eight on your phone to raise your hand. I think uh, can you can you get them to remove yeah, the lien from county records? Yes. Records, yeah. Yeah, that, that's where we attack a lien. We we do a notice of dispute. Uh, the IRS sends a, a notice of lien, uh, you know, to the county where your property is, and sometimes uh, to the Secretary of State too. And we have to go into that level and attack it with a notice of dispute that we file in the county records, along with uh, well, we file that in the county records, then we send that notice of dispute that's been a certified copy of the recording. Uh, 
along with our uh, evidences of law, exhibits of law, and other uh, exhibits and arguments to the uh, IRS and also anybody who has a bank, a bank accounts and other places in, and your employer and other things to uh, <coughs> need be. All right, Don, we got somebody with their hand raised. Okay. All, All right. right, California, you're next. Your phone's just muted and unmuted. Go ahead. How do I get the coaching? Go to youhavetheright.com, find the contact link at the bottom, and send me an email. Or you can email me directly at kish at youhavetheright.com. Kish at mailhouse.com. K I S H at mailhouse.com. Thank you. That was your question? Yes, that's my question. Okay. All right. Well, let's see. Let's see if anybody else raised up their hand. Any more questions? Star 8 on your phone. Okay. Somebody's got a question. No. Okay, somebody Um, else in California. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, hello. Uh, it's a very interesting discussion we're having tonight. Uh, regarding liens on property, uh, what about, I have an abatement lien where the county came in and removed a lot of stuff and then put a lien against the title, you know, for about $70,000. Uh, would that lien be attackable and removable? Uh, is this an IRS lien? No, it's a lien from the county, from code enforcement. Oh, yeah, right. That's, so that's not IRS. Um, I don't know California law that well. I suppose it can be released. It by the different circumstances. I, I'm mainly uh, focused on the IRS things. Because I know that IRS liens, notices of liens, are not actual negotiable lien instruments that are uh, have a legal effect. So I can release those. I'm not sure what the grounds is on your uh, uh, county property uh, thing. So you have to go back to the basis of what uh, basis of um, what the lien is about there, and see if there's any uh, uh, procedural or any abuse or overextension of authority or whatever on that. But I'm not uh, I'm not the one on that one. I'm sorry. That's a little bit. uh, that's has got IRS on it. I I, I can't really speak uh, with authority on that. Okay, well, that's fine. Maybe we can get to this later. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Sorry, couldn't help you with that. Okay, uh, let's see. Anybody else? I think that's going to do it. Uh, hold okay. on. Okay. Somebody, somebody is in the chat. Let me see. It's been right. I wrestling blocks ability to sell property. Yeah, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the IRS notice of lien that is used without a proper authority to block all kinds of stuff because uh, pe- people who receive these liens are ordinary people and business people and others who are not experts in the law who see this paper that says notice of federal tax lien. And by God, that's that's like everything else. But Essentially, there are certain uh, conditions for filing uh, a lien, and actually part of that is pointing to an actual negotiable lien instrument. Because uh, uh, if you look at the notice of federal tax lien, on it it says, notice of federal tax lien. It doesn't say federal <laughs> tax lien. 
and in the text it says this notice is filed and this notice that and things so it's all saying it's all referring to a notice especially when it gets down here towards the bottom this notice was prepared and signed at and uh, and also uh, on the uh, and also above here it says uh, as provided by these sections we are giving a notice and so they're giving a notice that excess and the taxes are uh, are have been assessed and so uh, it says and this notice and so that's it, what it is and uh, sorry I'm whistling a little bit here I'm an old fart, so I, I'm, it's okay here. But um, but essentially, and then also the very bottom line, uh, underneath where somebody signs for somebody else, which is illegal. And let's uh, let's see, uh, I can sign. Uh, you, you can sign uh, checks for me or something like that. No, that's not the way it works. There's no delegation of authority. But underneath that, it says certificate of officer officer authorized by law to take. Acknowledgement is not essential to the validity of this notice, capital N, of federal, capital F, tax, capital F, lien, lowercase lien, lowercase l. So it's, it's a notice of federal tax is what it is. And so on the, on the, you'll see that the, the, the word lien is, is, is small letters. Everything else is large. Federal, those are federal tax lien. <laughs> And so it's quite deceptive, but it works, and people are freak out when they get that and power uh, to the IRS without understanding uh, the section that uh, essentially uh, give you freedom. And uh, so it's really pretty good there. But you got to know the, the laws, and, it, and it's so convoluted that they uh, so they make it convoluted. It's actually pretty plain on, on paper, but they way they interpret things, and of course. Uh, when you're, whatever you're filed, they like to claim it is all frivolous. And it may not be, what the deal is, is that it's not really the words that are frivolous, but they're saying that you're delinquent in your taxes, so anything you do is frivolous except pay. Uh, that's their that's their logic. So essentially, once you're found to be um, uh, having things that have been passed due, then Anything you say is frivolous. Just pay up, buddy. Come on, Tad, pay up. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll give you all the Don stuff. <laughs> no. No, we break the presumptions. We break those presumptions, and essentially, the IRS cannot answer. And and uh, oh, oh yeah, I, uh, oh yeah, I got the best part here. What we normally get from uh, IRS agents when we put in our submissions prior to people having liens and, and things. Oh, I got another call. I got this call. Yeah, what about? Excuse me. Uh, and okay, what we normally get from the IRS is a 45 or 90 day letter saying that uh, we received this stuff. And usually this letter comes out uh, a month or two after we submit something. And they said that they need a did Hello. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we can hear you. Hold on here. There we go. Oh, Somebody okay. in Arizona that was like driving in the wind or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm anyway. gonna make I'm gonna make one last call for questions. If anybody has any questions, okay. hit star eight or forever hold your star eight. Yeah, because I have a I have a uh, I have a commitment at seven o'clock. Uh, All right. I'm back on TV. 
Uh, so, but anyway, so we got a six, uh, a forty-five or sixty or ninety-day letter from IRS saying that they need forty-five, sometimes sixty or ninety days more to answer our questions of law. And I mean, they've been in business in, for how many decades and decades? 1938, you know, and they can't answer simple questions of law. Uh, (laughs) Is that, is that, uh, 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 what's the word? In, in, uh, in, in, incompetent. That's, I knew it was incomplete, incompetent. That's right. (laughs) Incompetence, essentially, uh, it's really reflective of a sad state of our, we, we have one person that's got their hand raised from Arizona. Let's go to them, okay. and then, then after that, we're going to close it off. Okay. Yes. Yes, is this, I have a is question. This, is this heat stroke, Buchanan? Thanks, babe. <laughs> hey, I have a big question. Since the IRS is operating as an illegal entity in a free nation, has never been ratified by the Senate or Congress, but right. claims all money belongs to them. Why don't we get rid of it? Amen. Well, in fact, oh, oh, now you brought up something good. In fact, Dave Merlin, my associate, has written a, a big, big complaint to POTUS, to the President of the United States, uh, and dated on the, to be arrived there on the inauguration date of President Trump. It was a big complaint about the previous POTUS and about the tax laws and, and pointing out that the tax laws should be repealed. And I've also submitted some papers, uh, places and others showing the, the fraud of the tax code, like this liability provision material. And so uh, they want to uh, try to respect uh, or you know, uh, John, I'm going to have to mute you. What's your phone making that noise? 10 4. Okay. All right, okay. go ahead. Yeah, so you know, they're wanting to redo the tax codes, but essentially we've got strong paperwork in there showing that the whole thing is a fraud, and the only restructuring we should do is take it down to zero and, and just have a uh, uh, not income tax at all, but a, you know, a, 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 another type sales tax, value added tax, or something like that. But essentially, since most of the taxes collected by income taxes do not go to build roads or do anything for the United States, but go to oh. pay the, the debt uh, of, uh, from Britain, uh, which we're still a slave state, um, and the IMF and the, and things, uh, the taxes are, are total fraud anyway. And, and Reagan was right, you know. With this commission and things, so it's uh, really uh, you're right there, Arizona. That you, <laughs> we should dump the whole thing, but to what we're doing until it's dumped is getting people one at a time out of that, just by having the IRS uh, law put back in their face that they can't answer. That, and so there's no liability against you and against your dad or me or other people, and and they're slowly losing their grip, but uh, they're still collecting trillions of dollars. From uh, suckers who uh, are good, uh, good slaves. I mean, uh, if, if they're tax, if, if you're picking cotton and they're not paying you anything, taxing you 100 uh, percent, at what percentage does slavery cease? You know. <laughs> so if you're paying anything for uh, that should be in fair exchange, uh, at fair market value, 
for your services that should be uh, tax free uh, uh, according to the law. <laughs> that's according to the law. That's not according to Don. That's yeah, according right. to the law. Uh, but, uh, but if you're presumed to be a slave and, and you allow them to uh, uh, act on that presumption, well, you lose a slave, man. All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for the evening, Don. So again, you guys, if you have these issues and you need help, uh, contact us at youhavetheright.com and we'll send yeah. a private call to see what we can do for you. So, yeah. All right. Well, Don, thank, you, thank you, Chad, for this opportunity to expound yeah. on things. Hopefully it's clear enough so somebody can understand it. But uh, the IRS makes it pretty complicated. But, uh, that's why you have people like Dave and myself and Tad others to help you along this Whoa, this rabbit trail, I might say. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Don, we'll wish you well for your upcoming TV show, and we'll yeah. catch up with you at a later date. Yeah. All right. Uh, Good night, Don. Don. on YouTube. Okay, God bless. There you go. Good night, everybody. <laughs>